0: and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Check this out. (laughs) I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse number four, so Abram, who would later go on to be named Abraham, departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions, and they gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. So they came to the promised land, the land of Canaan. This morning, I I just want to speak from the subject the process of the promise. (laughs) That's what I want to talk about a little bit this morning the process of the promise. Now many realize that there are many people that have been great and very successful at what they do. But one of the things that you'll discover about those that have reached certain echelons of life is that oftentimes they have a tendency of making things that are very difficult look very easy. Have you ever watched LeBron James play basketball? He dunks and he flies and he jumps all over the place. But what you fail to realize is that in actuality, what he's doing is making something that is very difficult seem very easy. If you've ever had a chance to watch Serena Williams on the tennis court, so graceful and so powerful as she serves and runs all over the court. And even though it may look easy, in reality, it's much more difficult than it seems. If you've ever seen Tom Brady throw a touchdown, <laughs> If you've ever seen him win a Super Bowl, I know that he may make it look easy, but in reality, it's much more difficult than it seems. Because oftentimes what we see from people in front of us is the end result of a process that they've been through. And oftentimes we see the finished product not realizing the process that went behind that product. You know, people often ask me sometimes, you know, uh, you know, do you miss playing in the NFL? And, and, and my, my response to that question is, well, yes and no. <laughs> I miss, you know, the, the camaraderie. I, I miss the, the brotherhood. I, I miss being around the fellas. And those are the things that I do miss. But what I don't miss is the process <laughs> behind the lights, the camera, and the action. Most people, they, they they see Sunday night football and they see Monday night, are you ready for some football? They see all that all that glitz and glamour. But what they don't understand is that there is a process behind that product. When people look at me and I, and, I, and I share some of my testimony, where I'm from and where I grew up and, and, and how I was able to, to to make it to that level. And one of the things I share with them, I mean, you know, they, they, they see I was able to to be, at that place, but, but, but that what they don't see is the 10-year-old kid who grew up in the hills of western Pennsylvania, who would walk two miles just to get the football practice by himself, and oftentimes in the dark would have to walk home by himself. Well, I watched my other friends who had parents who had cars because my parents were working. So a lot of times they couldn't give me a ride to practice and back. And so oftentimes I would have to go by myself as a 10-year-old and come back. And sometimes my friends wouldn't even give me a ride home. So here I was in the dark, in the cold of Pittsburgh, walking back from practice by myself at 10 years old. Thinking to myself, you know, one day I'm not going to be walking much longer. As a matter of fact, the very same people that were driving past me (laughs) were the very same people that years later were watching me on television. The process. Now, one of the things, I'm so blessed. Of course, my wife and my children are here. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This March, my wife and I will be celebrating 20 years, y'all. 20 years. <laughs> I mean, And you see us walk in, and my wife looking beautiful and lovely as ever. And you see my children, and they're looking beautiful and lovely as ever. <laughs> And that's wonderful and that's great. And what you see before you is the finished product. But what you may not realize is the process behind that product. I tell you, the year one of our marriage looked very, very different than year 20. (laughs) Very, very different. Because what you're seeing is the process, the, 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 you're seeing the, the finished results of a process that took many, 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 many years. And so it's very important to understand how important a process is to life. I looked up the word process, I, I looked up, up in the dictionary, and it gives this definition. The dictionary defines a process as a systematic series of steps or actions taken in order to achieve a particular end. I'm going to say that again. A process is defined as a systematic series of steps or actions in order to achieve a particular end. A systematic series of steps. So when you're going through a process, a process is never just one step. (laughs) And watch this. It says that it's a systematic series of steps. It means that you have to go through this step before this step. And you can't skip a step and expect to get to the end result. You know, oftentimes, you know, you know, even as it pertains to relationships, one of the things that I've discovered, even, even as the body of Christ is a church and and oftentimes, of course, we, uh, we preach abstinence. We preach that people should keep themselves uh, before marriage and, and wait till they get married before they uh, go into the bedroom. And, and one of the reasons as a church why we do that is it's not just because we're ended rules and regulations and do's and don'ts and you can't do this and you can't do that. But it's because of the fact that we understand that every successful relationship is a process. Okay, and you can't skip steps in a process and expect to have a successful relationship. You can't skip the step of trust and love and communication and caring and sharing and growing and hop right into the bed and expect to have a successful, a successful relationship because what are you doing? You are skipping steps in the process. Very important to understand. It's just like uh, we teach our kids all the time. Our kids, they want to go straight to the dessert. They want to go straight in, man. And what we have to teach Abigail and Christina is, is, listen, listen, if you want the promise, watch this, of a healthy body, you can't skip dinner and go to dessert if you want the promise of a healthy body. In other words, you have to follow the order of the process the process is you eat your dinner, you eat your vegetables, you eat your steak, you eat your meat, your potatoes. Then you can have some dessert, but you can't skip steps in the process. In order for a, a child to, a child is not born walking. A child watch what they first have to get, they first have to fall down, they first have to try to get up. They first have to fall down. And, why? and they have to go through all these steps so they can finally get to the place that they're walking. And then after they get to the place that they're walking, then they can start running. But they can't run until they first walked. And you can't skip steps in the process and expect to have a successful result. Does that make sense this morning? Very important to understand. <laughs> Check this out. A process is an unavoidable path to obtaining the promises of God. <laughs> I, 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 I'd like to say that you can skip a process. I'd like to say that you can get around it. I mean, if you know anything about your body, health, fitness, you, I mean, you, you can't get to a certain look or a certain physical stature without going through a process. You can't get to certain places in life without going through a process. And the, But the thing I love about God is that God never leaves us without an example. If you go through Scripture, great man of God after great woman of God after great man of God after great woman of God, they have all gone through these processes before they obtained the promise of God. In our text in Genesis 1, God speaks to Abraham, and he begins to talk to him. He says, listen, I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless you. You're going to be a blessing in the earth. All people of the world is going to be blessed because of you. But before you do that, there's some things you got to do before that. In other words, there's some steps, Abraham, that you're going to have to take. In order to get to the promise, you have to first, Abraham, go through the process. And so Abraham, watch this, he says to Abraham in 12 and 1, he says, says, come out of your country, come out of your kindred, come out of your father's house, and go to a place that I'm going to show you by faith. And so Abraham, watch this, has to go through the process of leaving the familiar for a life of faith in the unfamiliar. (laughs) Woo! Have you ever had to do that? Have you ever had to leave what's familiar and what's comfortable and what's convenient to go to what's unfamiliar and what's uncomfortable and what's inconvenient? But he calls Abraham to do it because he knows it's a part of the process. He calls him to do it. Let me just say this. I started playing football when I was eight years old. By the time I was going uh, 24, 25, my athletic career was coming to an end. And I tell you, man, I was kind of freaking out a little bit because you have to understand something. That's all I did. That's all I knew how to make a living for for those almost 20 years of my life. And so here I was, just got married, (laughs) just uh, letting know that I was no longer employed by the team I was at. And I was in a position where I had to make a in order for us to survive, in order for us to, to eat. I had to transition from what was familiar to what was unfamiliar. I had never worked a second. I had never worked a regular job. I'd never worked a nine to five. I do, I do nothing about corporate America. I knew nothing about that. My entire life, I went to work with helmet and shoulder pads. (laughs) But now, I have to go from what's familiar to what's unfamiliar. You know what God was doing? He was taking me through a process. (laughs) That's what he was doing. He was taking me through a process. And watch this. Here's the great thing about the powerful thing about the process God was taking me through. Through this process, I began to see gifts and talents and skills and abilities, watch this, that were buried under football. (laughs) I didn't even realize I had it. I didn't know there are certain things that I can do. I didn't know that I was smart, I was intellectual, I was inquisitive, I was I, I was sharp. I, I had no idea because on the football field, it's like the Army, man, you just take orders. Coach says this, you do it. Coach says that, you do it. You don't really have to think a whole lot for yourself when you're taking orders, but when you get to a place where now you have to start start having self-discipline and self-restraint, and you're no longer taking orders from somebody else, but you have to come to a place where you (laughs) self-manage. There were things inside of me that I had no idea were there. But I've never realized that if God had not taken me through the process (laughs) of leaving the familiar and coming into the unfamiliar. (laughs) And don't be scared of it. God's trying to do something great in your life and mighty in your life, but it's going to cause you to make some changes. It's going to cause you, uh, next year, 2019, some of you are going to have to make some adjustments. You're going to have to do things that are unfamiliar to get an unfamiliar blessing in your life. <laughs> Abraham had to go through the process. Oh, 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 yeah, And and then there's Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, you know the man with the coat of many colors, the man who his father just loved him, man. His father loved him, but his brothers, uh, not so much. <laughs> As a matter of fact, his brothers were so jealous of him that the Bible says that they stripped his coat off of him and threw him in a pit. And we're about to kill him, but God spared his life. And so Joseph has to go through the process of rejection. Have you ever gone through that process before? I mean, this this is not just, it's one thing to be rejected by uh, the store clerk where you're pumping gas and you don't know that person. But rejected by his own brothers. (laughs) God was taking Joseph through a process. So he comes out of that one process and he comes out of that step of the process and and now he gets to Potiphar's house and and now he's serving Potiphar in his house. And then here comes Potiphar's wife and she thinks Joseph is just the finest thing since sliced bread. She tries to to, to be with him. Joseph, as a man of integrity, a man of righteousness, he pushes her off and Potiphar's wife lies on Joseph. (laughs) He gets put in prison. Have you ever been lied on? Just look at your neighbor and tell them it's a part of the process. (laughs) It's part of the process. It's part of the process. The process. Part of the process. He gets into prison. He thrives. Joseph thrives wherever he's put. It doesn't matter where he's put, he thrives wherever he goes. The environment that he's put in doesn't matter. Why? Because Joseph is not subject to the environment. The environment is subject to Joseph. And that's what a believer, when the Bible says, the greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, you are not subject to what goes on in the outside world. What's, on, what's going on on the inside is what dictates what happens to you on the outside. He thrives. And he interprets the dream of the cupbearer, but he says, "Listen, man, listen. If, if, uh, just, just whatever you do, whenever you go to the king, just, just remember me. Don't forget about me." But the Bible says that the cupbearer forgets, him. <laughs> and now Joseph has to go through the process of being forgotten. <laughs> the process of being forgotten. Have you ever been forgotten? Just touch your neighbor and say it's a part of the process. It's part of the process part of the process and so and so Joseph now he rises to a place of prominence he is he, he excelled in that place of in that region and so now he's at a place now where his brothers end up coming back to him the very same brothers that threw him in a pit that threw him in prison that left him for dead and now Joseph has to forgive them. <laughs> Woo! I tell you, this process is something else He has to forgive him Because forgiveness is a part of the process <laughs> It's a part of the process Oh yeah, oh yeah uh, And then there's another guy named David You ever heard of David? King David, you know <laughs> Ever heard of him? David, shepherd boy, Samuel the prophet comes to anoint him as king. His father, Jesse, is uh, has essentially overlooked David. And so finally Samuel says to Jesse, he says, he says, listen, God has come, sent me to your house to anoint the next king of Israel, but you keep showing me all these guys that are big, strong, and tough, but they're not the one. Do you have any more sons? And his father, Jesse, says, well, yeah, you know, we got... We got David, you know, he's, he's over there, you know, I mean, he's, he's not like the other guy, but, I mean, we've got another son. <laughs> and so David, as he transcends from a shepherd boy to the king of Israel, has to go through the process of being overlooked. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Have you ever been overlooked for something that you were fully qualified to receive? (laughs) You know you deserved it. You know it was supposed to be yours. But somehow or another, you got overlooked. Just look at your neighbor and tell them it's just a part of the process. (laughs) It's a part of the process so despite it being overlooked, David rises up and he slays Goliath, y'all. He slays Goliath. And now he goes from being unknown to known. He goes from no one knowing who he is to a place of, of prominence and notoriety. And so, and so now David finds himself in a place he's never been in. Now he has to deal with being famous. <laughs> now he has to go through another process it's one thing where nobody knows your name, but it's another thing where everybody knows your name, and now you have to, to, to manage, okay, I, I've never been in this place before where everybody knows me. David now has to manage this step in the process. And even as he's as ascending to the promise, the promise him being the new king of Israel, the Bible says that he has to serve under a lunatic, insecure, schizophrenic king by the name of Saul (laughs) who's constantly trying to kill him, who is constantly jealous of David, who is constantly out to get him, but yet David serves him loyally. (laughs) Not even realizing that this was all a part of the process. (laughs) For that boss that's mistreating you, For those that have overlooked you, you always have to keep something in mind. They are part of the process. (laughs) And finally, what about Jesus? (laughs) Jesus went from being a baby in a manger to the Savior of the world. But that was a process. That was a process, a process of submission. Jesus constantly had to prove his level of submission to the will of the Father, <laughs> where he says, Not my will, <laughs> but thy will be done. If there's any other way to get out of this, is there any other way to make this cup pass, I'll do it. But Jesus has to go through the process and watch this, understand the steps, understand the progression. One of the reasons why I believe Jesus was so readily able to submit to his heavenly father because he had submitted to his earthly parents. And submitting to his earthly parents gave him practice of submission. <laughs> so when it came down to so when it came time to hear from his heavenly father, it wasn't a big deal at all. This is why I say that's, that's why I say a, a, a process is steps. As you take this step in the process, it's preparing you for the next step. Obedience to his earthly parents prepared Jesus for obedience to his heavenly father. He took step after step after step until he finally made it to the cross. Part of the process. This is why the Bible says that the steps of a good man, are ordered by the Lord. He orders every step of those that are walking through a process. Is this helping anybody this morning? Now, why does God always give a process before the promise? Always. He never, he, he always gives a process. Watch this. Even if he tells you the promise first, you best believe before you get to that promise, there's going to be a process. <laughs> David was anointed king of Israel before he ever got to the throne. Samuel anointed him, but he still had to go through a process. And so why? Does God always give us a process before the promise? Number one, the process, watch this, prepares you for the promise. Mm -hmm. It prepares you for the promise. Because oftentimes we, we think that we're ready to handle certain things, but in reality we're not really ready. Has that, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever thought that you were ready to handle something? <laughs> and when you finally got to doing it, you began to realize that this is much more difficult than I thought it was. <laughs> I'll never forget the story. I've shared it before when uh, I would I was 13 years old and I would watch uh, my parents drive the car. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a kid. You know, I'm, I'm watching them. I'm like, you know, hey, you know, looks it looks easy. <laughs> looks simple. So in my 13-year-old mind, I'm like, you know what? I'm going I'm to take the car. I'm going to go for a little joy ride, you know? A little joy ride. <laughs> so I backed the thing out. I start the engine. I, I put my foot on the gas, and I'm riding, and everything's cool, and I'm riding down the street, and everything is fine until I hit a curve. And it wasn't until I hit that curve that I realized that I really wasn't ready to drive. (laughs) I'd never gotten my driver's license. I'd never taken a driver's test. And so I was trying to drive before I went through (laughs) the process. (laughs) And as a result of me trying to drive before I went through the process of obtaining a driver's license, I smacked into parked cars, had to bring in the police. Thankfully, my parents knew the police officer. Talk about grace and mercy. (laughs) 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 But the process prepares you for the promise. And you don't want to. Have you ever seen a, a baby that's born prematurely? They have to. They have to keep what's called the NICU. It, it, it's. 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 They have to. Uh, even when a baby is born before its time, before they're ready to be born. Now, now watch this. The baby's still alive, but it's struggling. There's tubes and wires all throughout that child. Why? Because it was born before it went through the process of nine months. And so as a result, even though it's, and, and, and watch it, that's the deception of going into things before your time. You think because it's still alive that it's working. <laughs> you think that, that, that because it's, it's still breathing, even though it's on life support, but because it's still breathing, you think that it's still okay. But you cannot skip Or negate a process and expect to be successful. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the process prepares you for the promise. Number two, the process gives you an undeniable understanding of the promise keeper. There are things that you will only learn about God when you go through a process. (laughs) No way around it. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That you there's certain things that you're not going to know about God, the promise keeper, until you go through a process. Now you now you now you can sing songs about healing all you want. You can sing songs about deliverance all you want. You can quote scriptures about deliverance, but until that cancer hits your body, <laughs> you can sing songs about how God is a provider all you want to. But until you are broke and don't have a way out of your situation, until until you've had him, you've had to have God literally make a way out of no way for you, you'll never know he is a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, a light in the darkness, unless you've been in darkness. Yes. <laughs> and so the process introduces you to an undeniable understanding of the promise keeper. Does that make sense this morning? Whew. Number 3, the process is proof that you watch this, you have mastered an area. You cannot master anything without going through a process what you're seeing oftentimes when you see greatness you see people that have mastered. Oprah is a master at media. She is a master at interviewing people. She is a master in entertainment. She has but in order for her to obtain that mastery it's taken 30 years of process for her to get to that place of excellence. And the reality is this. People will only be drawn to excellence. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> People are only drawn to things that are great. God wants you to be great. God doesn't want you to be mediocre. He doesn't want you to be average. He doesn't want you to be unsuccessful. He wants you to be great to exemplify the name of a great God. But that greatness is only going to come through a process. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? The process, watch this, number four, gives you an extraordinary compassion for other people. (laughs) I, 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 I can't emphasize this enough. There is a level of empathy and compassion that you have for certain people that would come by no other means than a process. There is a caring and concern if, if you've been through cancer treatment, there is an empathy and an understanding and a caring you have for people have, that have been through what you have been through. And that comes through a process. The, the, there's a level of love. I, I mean, you, you, you can, the, the, you got to, let, let uh, I'm just going to, can, can I take the cat out the bag? A lot of people can start charities people got all kind of reasons to start foundations. I mean, I, I I came up in the athletic sector where people, man, I tell you, man, they, they start charities and foundations for all kind of reasons. But just because you start a charity or a foundation, that doesn't mean you have compassion for the people you started it for. I know people start a charity just so they can get a tax break. <laughs> but true Empathy and compassion is only birthed out of a process. So that you can comfort people, the scripture says, with the same comfort wherewith you have been comforted. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Compassion. Understanding the grace of God. Seeing someone in their situation and knowing if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, you could very well be in the same situation. It could be you that needs a meal on Thanksgiving. It could be you that needs a toy at Christmas. It could be you that needs to be comforted in a hospital. You are one car wreck away. You are one job loss away. You are, you are one tragic event away from being in the very same position that someone else is in. And if not for the grace of God, and if not for the mercy of God, and if not for the kindness of God, that Could be you. Does that make sense this morning? Could be you. Gives you an extraordinary compassion. Number five, the process gives you, watch this, a high level of appreciation and a high level of gratitude. Woo! There is a gratitude and an appreciation for people that have been through a process, man. They, 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 that's why even, you know, we, we give our kids gifts, but there's some things we don't give them yet because we, we, we want to see them get to a place where they can appreciate. Our children at this age have way more than my wife and I ever had at their age. But at the same time, we have to be careful to temper what we give to them because we want them to be grateful. We don't want them to be spoiled, rotten brats who think that everything in life is free we want them to be grateful and appreciative of what God has given to them. We've been through the process. And a process will give you another level of appreciation and gratitude that you've never had before. Woo! Something about that process. Number six, the process is ultimately, watch this, designed to make you more like Jesus. (laughs) That's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal. Jesus could walk in love and freedom towards other people that he knew that were hurting them, that he knew that that were harming them. He could say, forgive them, Father. For they know not what they do, because Jesus understood that they were all part of the process. <laughs> That's what he understood. So when Judas betrayed him, he wasn't he worried. He wasn't upset. He forgave him because he knew that Judas, <laughs> you're just a part of the process. And when you start to get the mind of Christ and start thinking like Jesus thinks and start acting like Jesus acts and start doing the things the way that Jesus would do them, when tragedy, when heartache, when challenges hit your life, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry. You don't have to fear. All you have to do is realize it's all part of the process. It's all part of the process. And I can't have the promise of a great family and the promise of a great business and the promise of a great marriage and the promise of great relationships and the promise of health and the promise of wealth and the promise of prosperity. You can't get that until you first go through the process. (laughs) there's no other way there's no other way it got so tough for Jesus he said you know what man this process is killing me man I said God if, if, if if there's any other way out of this let this cup pass (laughs) <laughs> let it pass. If there's any way I can get through this, other than this, let it pass. But God says, no, I'm not going to allow you to skip the steps of a process just so you can jump to the promise. <laughs> Even Jesus himself had to go through a process. Everyone standing to your feet. I was thinking about even some of the, the things as I look back in 2018. How many of you can testify you've been through a whole lot of process in 2018? <laughs> whole lot of process. Whole lot of it. But there's a couple of things that encourage you. Number one, you're still here. <laughs> the fact that you're still here says that your process is not over. (laughs) There's some people that didn't make it out of 2018. They didn't make it. Or they're so downtrodden until they felt like they couldn't make it. But you're here because God still has a promise that he wants to give to you, that he wants to birth in your life. And so I want to pray for you. I want to pray for every person in this room that has faced some difficult situations in 2018, and I want to pray that you see God in that situation, and you understand that this upcoming year, folks, your promise could be right around the corner. <laughs> do, do, do you know the intensity comes the greatest when you're right on the verge When you are right on the brink of a miracle, that's when the intensity comes the most. And so I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you right now for everyone in this room.